welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply, it's Chicago Bullsing. This podcast is part of the Fans First Sports Network, so wherever you're listening, rate, review, subscribe, helps us out and ensures you don't miss another episode. I'm Matt, and once again, I'm going it alone. Yep, Neil is still away. Uh, I have been in contact with him, so I do have his opinion on a couple of things that I'm going to talk about. Um, but just firstly, wanted to apologise for the obviously the lack of podcasts that have been coming out uh, since Neil went away. I've become really busy at work. Obviously, the games have started, which means I need to sleep when I can, basically. Um, and obviously, I'm still trying to do all the socials and stuff like that. So yeah, Neil really has left me in the crap, um, which I'm not gonna let. Let it slip, and he knows it, because I tell him every day at the minute. But yeah, um, obviously, we're now five games in. Uh, I was going to do an episode on, I think it was Tuesday, uh, after the sort of Pacers game and before the Mavericks game, but a few technical issues and uh, a few other things led to me not getting it done. So we're now five games into the season, and look, before I, I get into it too much, last night was my 200th live tip, if that's how you want to word it, um, straight live tip, that that does include pre-season games and uh, summer league games and stuff like that, but the reason I'm mentioning that is because We've said it a few times before, and I'm not calling anybody out on this, but if you watch the games and you watch the games live, you get a different feel for it and a different opinion on it, I think. Um, just because of a few things I've seen going around on Twitter and in in our own comments as well, where it's as if some people are just watching the condensed highlights or, even worse, just looking in the, at the box scores. Um, so my opinion is based on watching the games whether you agree with it or not I don't know Um, and obviously my opinion is usually a very tired frustrated opinion as well so yeah get into it, five games in and my general feeling is I'm not I'm not even angry, I'm just disappointed it's to me I've said it time and time again, nothing's changed. And I guess that's the thing when when you run it back or you run continuity, however you want to word it, that makes you feel less angry about it. How, how are things going to change when you've got the same players out there doing the same things? And I said in pre-season, I was disappointed with the way pre-season's gone. And a few of the things that I said I was disappointed about have come in these first five games um, this is one of the comments that I constantly see going around after the OKC game it was it's only one game, it's the first game of the season you know now it's kind of like it's still early days, you know we've still got another 78 games or whatever, it, no, 77 games to play now you know it's still early days it's not early days this team has been together for three years. This is the third season of seeing this team. 
this big three, however you want to word it, it is not early days. The problems we are seeing are the same problems we have seen for the last three years. And that, to me, is not early days. It is, it's, for want of a better word, it's insanity. Like they say, the definition of insanity is trying and trying and trying the same thing over and over again. And that seems to be what Bulls are doing. They said they wanted to change the shot profile. They wanted to put up more threes. Great. But you've got the same players trying to do the same things. We don't have what you'd call a shooter on the team. We, okay, we've got scorers, i.e. Zach, Kobe, Damar, whatever. And, okay, we added Javon Carter and Tory Craig, which I'll get on to their additions in a minute. But they're not shooters. They can shoot, okay, same as Vooch. He can shoot. But they are not shooters. They are players who can shoot. And when you're trying to improve your shot profile, surely you need shooters. And... You know, we've got a spare roster spot. I don't know who's available, who's available at what price. But bring somebody in who can... Who's just there to shoot. You know, I mean, you look through the first five games. Against OKC, we shot 42 threes. We hit 12. Against Raptors, we shot 39 threes. We hit 8. Against Pistons, we shot 28 threes. We hit 11. Against Pacers, we shot 17 and hit 6. Last night, we shot 33 and hit 11. And to me, last night, the the maths problem was there to see again with this Bulls team. The maths problem that we see time and time again. You know, against Pacers, okay, they were cold from three and that helped us out massively. We was also getting to the line when we weren't, shoot, weren't shooting threes at a good clip, but we were getting to the line, and that helped us win the game. Last night, we weren't getting to the line. We got to the line 11 times, hitting 10 of them. But at the same time, Mavs got to the line 28 times and hit 20 of them, as well as the 23s that they hit out of the 48 that they took. And like for me, last night, when in the, the sort of final score post that I put out, I said that three-point game and the rebounding game was a problem, and people have said that you know the rebounding wasn't a problem, and yeah, for most parts it wasn't. But the problem that I've got with the rebounding game is okay. Last night we had a total of forty-three; they had a total of forty-five. We don't get the rebounds that are essential, and you know we seem to get the easy rebounds, the contested ones we don't seem to get and it leads to a lot of second chance opportunities for the opposition as we saw last night the amount of times you see three Bulls players going for a ball off the off the glass there's one Mavs player there who somehow manages to tip it out or whatever it is they do and it goes to a wide open three point shooter guess what's going to happen there's nobody there to close out and that three point tends to go down as it did last night so that's what I meant by rebounding. Yeah, okay, we've got 43 rebounds. We only uh, lost the rebound battle by two. But 
we have to get them sort of rebounds because if it happens at the other end, guess what? When we put up a three, there's nobody going in from Bulls to rebound the ball. There's nobody there who can get the ball and kick it back out. So it doesn't matter who's standing around the arc for us. If we're not getting the ball to them, it doesn't matter. And, you know, just for me, yeah, OK, we've looked pretty good defensively so far this season. There's still a few niggly little bits that have gone wrong or whatever, but it's the offence. Our offence is just shocking. You know, 104, 104, 102, 112, 105. That is the points that we have put up so far this season. You know, there's only one game where we have put up above 105 points. And... Yeah, okay, we're sitting two and three at the minute. But even that Raptors game, we put up 104 points after overtime. And to me, that win that we got over Raptors, the the dub glossed over how bad the performance actually was. And like I say, it, to me, it, it doesn't matter if people are saying it's early days, it's a new season, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't matter if you're going back to the same things that you've been doing for the last two years. It just, yeah, just, it's frustrating because I try to be optimistic about certain things coming into this season and that optimism is slowly, well, not slowly, it's instantly gone again. You know, because anyone who listens to this regularly will know that I was pretty much out on this Bulls team from before Christmas last year. Okay, yeah, I stayed watching and got excited about getting to the play-in and all that sort of stuff. But it's just not been exciting basketball to watch. And it sort of gets me on to a few sort of points that both me and Neil have sort of mentioned uh, in our chats and stuff like that. I mean, as random as it is, we are chatting at about 4am most days due to time zones and him being awake because he's not gone to bed and me being up for work and all that sort of stuff. But before I give my opinions on on these little things, I'll read what Neil sort of sent me over as points to make. Now, these were sent before last night's game. And he was actually on the live thread last night. So I kind of know where he was at with last night's game as well. So the list that he sent me, um, basically, he's still on Peewell Island, but he's getting lonely. I'll get onto that one in a minute. Uh, Tory Craig is seriously impressing me, but not the answer either. Again, I'll get onto that one. Javon Carter looks solid. Uh, Kobe has looked less impressive each game but he agrees with me that he should run the second unit. Uh, he's not happy that Zach is injured at the start of the season again and having to push through. Demar seems to be embracing a step-back role and stepping up in the fourth. That may have changed slightly. Uh, Vooch was a slow starter, but he's beginning to show his form. He thinks Dale and Terry is done. Uh, Alex Crusoe is a beast and so far living up to his bold prediction on being more of an, of, of, bleh, more of an offensive threat. 
The three-point game just simply doesn't fit our team. And he's edging closer to the blow-it-up train, but I do think some sort of major change is required at first. So that's Neil. That was after four games. That was his take. Now, I mean, he's pretty much covered most of the talking points, I think. Obviously, the big one being Patrick Williams. Again, last night, putting up zero points. He had a pretty decent defensive game, I'd say, last night. But that's not what we want to see from P. Will. We want to see him hitting his threes. You know, he must he think he was over five last night from three. And that's just not going to cut it. You know, Bulls are getting him open. They're getting him wide open for the three. And he's just... It's clearly a confidence thing with him at the minute. And, I mean, obviously, Bulls Nation, Twitter, all that sort of stuff really going to town on him at the minute and I think a lot of people are, are done with him now obviously my bold prediction was by the end of the season I would be off Peewell Island and I'm sick of talking about him and it it's hard to say at this stage that he's a bust because you just don't know but at the same time it is year four Say what you want about him missing the second year, all that. But it is year four. He's been around this team now. This is his fourth year of being around the team. He's the third longest tenured player. And if he can't fit on this team now, and he can't improve the things that we want to see him improve on, is he ever going to do it? And, yeah, people will say it's another Lowry Markinen where he goes and he finds his home somewhere else. If he does, he does. You know, that, to me, isn't a knock on Bulls. It's a knock on the player not being able to fit into the Bulls system. And, look, I, I'm, I've left Peewell Island, as that's the, the way me and Neil describe it. You know, I'm, I'm done. I'm sick of talking about him. And, yeah. Obviously, his next point... Tory Craig seriously impressing him, but he's not the answer either. And look, I agree with him. Um, you know, people are saying they want to see Tory Craig start. For me, Tory Craig is best coming off the bench as he has been, um, in the same way that Caruso is. And as he says, he's not the answer. Caruso's not the answer at the four either, and that is a problem in itself, because P. Will's clearly not the answer. We just don't seem to have an answer at the four and that is a problem that has been there year after year you know Tory Craig can play it but he's not going to give you the numbers that you want to see either he gives you energy he gives you a bit of aggression you know we saw him getting pushed by Chavon Carter so he didn't get a tech last night you know you know what you're getting with him if anything, I'd say Tory Craig's more of a three, to be fair. But, you know, and the same as Caruso. Caruso can play anywhere, and Billy probably would play him anywhere. But he's not the answer. You need Caruso coming off the bench. That You need him to insert that bit of energy and all that sort of stuff. So, you kind of... When we're starting P. Will, it's like we're only starting four players a lot of the time. And that is obviously a big problem. 
Javon Carter looked solid, was his next point. And first three games of the season, I was a bit disappointed with Javon Carter. Pacers game, I said a few times that I thought that was his best game in a Bulls jersey so far. And he kept it up again last night. Now, obviously his next point was, Kobe's looked less impressive each game, but he agrees with me that he should run the second unit. And that is something that I've said even since before pre-season. I think Kobe's best role is running that second unit. And I think it's because he can't play with Zach. Because the two similar. They both need to have the ball to be... They can play off the ball, and they're probably better at playing off the ball. But to be uh, sort of... I can't think what I'm trying to what word I'm trying to say, but to be heavily involved in the game, they also need the ball in the hands. You know, whether it's to drive to the rim, to shoot the three, whatever it happens to be. And I said during preseason, if they're running with Kobe as the starter, we hadn't seen enough of him in preseason playing alongside Zach, playing alongside Demar, and now we're seeing it. All right, we know Kobe's an inconsistent player, but it's just not looking that good, I don't think, at the minute. And I'm not going to slate Kobe because I think, you know, the effort that he's putting in, and he is still having an impact on the game in certain areas with his, you know, how he is defensively. And I mean, obviously, he spaces the floor well, you know, he is a threat out there. I'd rather see that with that second unit. I mean, okay, Javon Carter is now starting to kind of lead that second unit. But I just think Kobe's better at doing it. And especially if you put P. Will in that second unit with him, we know how them two play together. And, you know, we tend to get better results. Um, not happy that Zach is injured at the start of the season again and having to push through. Now, obviously, it is the back injury he's talking about that we didn't get told about. You know, he was listed as probable last night, I think it was, with this sort of back spasms. Zach's just not looking right. OK, yeah, he dropped 51 against Pistons. It doesn't matter, we lost. You know, second time he's dropped 50 in his career, and we've lost. Now, you could say the back injury is coming from carrying the team, but, like, last night... 17 points in the first half, I think he got, you know, including them five threes that he hit. He finished the game with 22 or whatever it was. Something's just not there with this offence. It is just... Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, and we know that Zach is a scorer, but when he's taking over the scoring role... That's that's when he tends to get the turnovers. He's not assisting as much. He's, he's, it's like we still don't know how to put all this together. What, what works, what doesn't work. You know, Zach, Zach's frustrating me so far this season because we know it's there and then all of a sudden it's not there. And yeah, it probably is down to his back spasms. Um. Demar seems to be embracing a step-back role and stepping up in the fourth. 
I mean, he stepped up in the fourth against Raptors, but we needed him to step up in the fourth last night, and he didn't. Something looks a little bit off with Demar for me, and I don't know if it is because he's took that step back. I don't know if he's he's trying to change his game as he's getting older. It. We know Demar can still go for twenty points a night, or twenty five points a night. But when he does, it takes away from everybody else. I mean, there was a play, I think it was to end the first half last night, where there was about 10 or 11 seconds left as he's bringing the ball up. He does that weird little slow dribble up the court. And he didn't get nowhere with it. And then he threw it to Zach, and Zach was like, whoa, I've got like 0.2 seconds to get the ball up here. And it, yeah... There's just it doesn't seem to be any sort of connection at times with it, uh, even now in year three of them been together. Um, his next point, Vooch was a slow starter, but is now beginning to show form. Yeah, I mean we both said we was driving that Vooch train. We were a little bit worried after pre-season, and we was a little bit worried after the first two three games of the season. You know, Vooch got absolutely destroyed by Jalen Duran against Pistons. Then he comes back out against Pacers, and uh, it was a, Pacers, uh, a Bulls win against Pacers. Means a bull of the game, and it went to Vooch. And if we'd have won last night, as I said, Vooch was probably up there again with, you know, 20 point, 20 rebounds. Now, the thing that is there with Vooch is. He wanted the touches, he's getting the touches. If Vooch is putting up 20 points and 20 rebounds, you need somebody else to be stepping up as well because that is not going to win us games. You know, Vooch was still missing them bunnies last night. There was a lot of passes to him under the rim that he just didn't take in. And, you know, that's going to happen. You know, no player is perfect. So... You know, if this is the sort of numbers that Vooch is going to put up, I mean, obviously they are going to drop in certain games and certain matchups and stuff like that. But if that's the numbers that Vooch is going to put up, and that's how Vooch is going to be, because he's not taking threes. I mean, already hit one last night, but he's not taking them at the sort of rate that he used to be. You kind of need somebody else stepping up and doing the extra bits. You know, there's only so much that Vooch is going to be able to do. Uh, the fact he thinks that Dale and Terry is done, yeah, obviously he's been assigned to Windy City. However, they have picked up that third-year option on him. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I really don't know with Dale. Um, we're kind of seeing it now with Julian Phillips. Is is you know Julian Phillips is on the bench. He's had a few minutes of garbage time in the losses. Where do they fit into this team? You know, obviously the Billy doesn't trust them to come into the team when we're struggling, when we're, you know, in these clutch games. So if the only minutes they're going to get is garbage time in a blowout win or a blowout loss, that's not enough for development. And, you know, it. I think obviously Windy City are in their training camp at the minute. We're going to see these two down with them a hell of a lot and I think 
Dylan will look good for Windy City again. But he's just not going to get his chances. I think. I don't think he's done. But yeah, I, I. Obviously, a lot of people are saying to wave him. You know, we shouldn't have picked up the third year option, all that sort of stuff. But he's in year two, and obviously, we have improved this development team, whatever you want to call it. Who knows? Um, I think we've got bigger problems than Dale and Terry, to be fair. Um, Neil's next point. AC is a beast and so far living up to his bold prediction on being more of an offensive threat. Yeah, you know, to me, Caruso's been our best player so far this season. And that was a question I put to Neil the other day. Who's been his best player so far? And he said Caruso closely followed by Tory Craig. And that's pretty much where I went with it as well. Um, yeah, I mean, we know what we're getting from Caruso. We know that he's that energy, he's that defensive threat. He's going to steal. You know, obviously his best moment in a Bulls jersey, I'd say, was that Raptors, you know, that last 10 seconds, getting the steal, getting down into the corner and then hitting the game-winning shot. Now, obviously, we see him practicing his, practicing his three through the off-season and he can hit him, but for some reason, when we need him, obviously apart from that Raptors game, we kind of when we need him to hit him, it's just not there. And hopefully, it can become more of an offensive threat. I think we are starting to see it, but again, he, you know, he's not the answer. He's not the answer, and he's not the problem. That's the, the thing with this Bulls team now the one that obviously I definitely agree with him three point game just simply doesn't fit this team and look we showed against Pacers that we can stop the threes you know we were getting hands up hands in the face all that sort of stuff constantly so there is something there on the defensive end but like I said last night when them long re we don't get them long rebounds and it goes to a wide open shooter it's not good because we go down the other end and we, we end up bricking a three. You know, um, just, yeah, I don't like the three-point game as it is. And obviously how I started this whole episode with... We, we need a shooter, whether it was somebody like Seth Curry or whoever it could have been. And we just don't have that guy, I don't think. We've got people who can shoot, but they're not shooters. And his last one, he was edging closer to the blow-it-up train. <laughs> but he does think some sort of major change is required first. Yeah, look. <sighs> um, I think it's too late to do anything major now. You know, anything major should have been done before the start of the season. And... Look, we are only five games in and we currently sit two and three. But last night was the first chance we had to go above or to be an above 500 team in a year. And that is a worry. You know, then that is where this whole continuity, run it back, whatever you want to say, comes in. It's the fact that we haven't been an above 500 team for 
over a year or coming up to a year, whatever it happens to be. I can't remember the exact timing of it all now. Why did we run it back in the first place? You know, it's just, like I say, it's, I'm not, I can't even be bothered to get angry about it anymore. It It's just frustrating and it's disappointing. Now, obviously, there has been a few positives out of these first five games. Tory Craig is a massive positive to me. You know, I mean, I was worried about him after that Pacers game when he was sprawled out after taking that elbow, which he got called as a foul as well. But he's tough. He's 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 going to give energy. He's going to give grit. He's going to give determination. Now, obviously, we wanted to see him pass it on to P. Will, which clearly is not happening. But something that does seem to have come out in the last couple of days is he seems to be getting a bit of a connection with Ayo, and I think it's actually helping Ayo. Ayo, in his limited minutes, he is looking good. And I think it's because we've found his role. We're not trying to force him to be a starter. We're just letting him come on against the you know the opponent's sort of second unit, whatever it happens to be. And he's looking good. His three's looking a lot better. He's looking a lot more controlled when he goes racing down the court for these layups. And I, th- I, I, I don't know how much of it is to do with Tory Craig. I don't know if any of it's to do with Tory Craig. But... You know, Tory Craig is having an influence throughout the team, I think. Obviously, Caruso is another positive, which we know he's always going to be. Um, and to be fair, if Javon Carter can keep his recent, his last couple of game form up, then he's going to be a positive. And Vooch, I guess, if he keeps this form up, is a positive. Apart from that, I don't think there's much to be positive about. It's, um, yeah, like I say, it's just frustrating. It's it's annoying. It's, I don't know what it is. Um, but anyway, you know, the whole point of this episode was just to get it out there. Um, keep us, keep us in your ears, basically, even though Neil's in, in Orlando enjoying himself. Obviously, next up, we've got Nets tomorrow, um, or tomorrow night, Saturday morning for us here in the UK. We're going to be playing on that red court as it's the in-season tor- first in-season tournament game. Personally, not a fan of the red court. may look different when you've got fans in the seats, I guess, because it doesn't look as red. Uh, City Edition jerseys are meant to be getting debuted. We've yet to see the official unveiling. Probably expect that to come today. Um, with it being Thursday. Uh, yeah. Now, Neil did give me his predictions for the next two games because chances are I won't be back until next week. Uh, hopefully, maybe we'll be able to get Neil on as well and we can go back onto YouTube. I don't know yet. But Neil thinks we're going to beat Brooklyn and that Zach will be the player of the game. He thinks we'll then lose to Nuggets and the player of the game in that one would be Caruso. Now, yeah, I think we'll beat Nets. Um, player of the game, I don't know why, I just think maybe Damar. Nuggets? Nuggets is a tricky one. Obviously, they got beat quite badly last night, um, but they had been kind of getting over the championship run 
quite well, I thought, to start the season. Now, we seem to have Nugget's number. That's the weird thing. And you know what? I'm going to be positive about it. I know I've just been negative about everything, but I'm going to be positive. And I think we beat Nuggets as well. Player of the game in that one, for me, if we're going to win it, I don't know, Vooch. I think it has to be Vooch. Um, so, yeah, he's Neil's got us beat Brooklyn, lose to Denver, and I'm going to go, I'm going to say we win them both. And we, we get above 500. How is that for positivity for you? Soon as everybody says I'm negative, so yeah, I think that kind of I managed to waffle on for over half an hour there. Which, considering I wasn't sure about doing an episode, not too bad. Like I say, don't know when I'll be back. We'll hopefully try and get one out next week. But like I say, scheduling and all that on my own is a little bit more. It's easier to do, but I'm busy doing everything else as well. So. Yeah, so once again, thanks for listening. Um, I've been Matt. We have had Neil's input as well. You know, you can find him at Neil C Red UK on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Matt C Red UK, and you can find us on all the socials at C Red UK. And until next time, see Red people. Percolator. It's time for the percolator.